don't come back the same, right? That's the Easter message, this end of coronavirus time message. That's what we need to be absorbing into our very DNA. Don't come back the same. Let's not just continue we've been doing throughout this last year as if that's normal. Let's not go back to what we were doing before as if that was somehow perfect, but let's keep moving forward following God for what he has for us. So don't come back the same, come back different. This absolutely applies to New Hope Christian Chapel as well. Even that name sort of signifies what traditional church was more like prior to the coronavirus, prior to exploring the missional kind of approach that God has led us into. New Christian Chapel, we've come to the chapel. Our name is This Place, and we are Christians of this place, and we invite people into our programs and our ministries. Well, God shut all that down, and actually, as one of the sermons that God put on my heart during the coronavirus, Paul writes, you know, actually the things that have happened have served to advance the gospel. And Paul can write that for his experience being in chains. We can write that for our experience, and we can say that confidently, that these things have actually served to advance the gospel. More of us are gathering in homes, are talking to neighbors. More children are being included as peers in missional activities and building relationships. More one-on-one discipleship and mentoring is happening. And there may be less ministries and programs happening from this location, but this is one location. So we've actually multiplied time five. We are now five separate hubs of outreach, five separate houses and locations and missional communities of discipling our children, of prayer, of worship, of everyone using gifts, of Bible study together versus just a pastor preaching. So almost the name of our church, New Christian Chapel, is very, very much signifies where we were before coronavirus, but all that kind of shut down during. And God's used that to help us see the value of meeting in homes, to see the value of not just gathering, trying to gather all of us together to do one thing, but empowering others Uh, all of us uniquely to do whatever he's calling us to on our own. And it reminds me of Acts 2, starting with verse 42. This is the definition of the early church. And in a way, God has given us a taste of what that version of church, that missional version of church can look like in our day and age. So let me just read it for you, because as we talk about what this new season looks like, you know, come back different, New Hope. Uh, Some of it's going to be putting away some of the COVID restrictions that have been imposed upon us, but also some of it will be how do we approach church? And this missional vision that God is leading us into is powerful and it's beautiful. And if we just go back to how church was before and lose all these new things, this new fruit, this new growth that God is giving us, that would be a shame. And I don't think that's what he wants. So how do they blend together? How do we do both? How do we come back different? Well, we want to come back like scripture. And this is what scripture says the church looked like. This is what I want us to look like. Acts 2.42 says, The Christians devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So to the reading of the word. Five separate home groups reading the word together. Okay, check. We're doing that. Uh, They devoted themselves to fellowship, true koinonia fellowship. Well, we are developing close relationships, the kind that don't happen just on a Sunday morning and the kind that don't happen just out serving food for the homeless or repairing a home or raking a lawn. Like in-home conversations, praying for one another, fellowship is happening. Okay, so we're looking like the early church there. Uh, The breaking of bread. This is for communion. Yes, these, there are five separate places doing communion on various weeks versus just one. Uh, but also breaking bread, like having meals. There's tables that are being 
you know, spread with food after missional community gatherings, and there are relationships being forged, and Christians that are doing life together over a sandwich, over soup, or over a meal. Uh, That's what the early church looked like, and some of that has happened during this season, and it's beautiful, Uh, and prayers, those four things, the four thing prayers. There is prayer happening, and it's happening more than ever. It's kind of interesting to me if I look at the church before, if we'd have a prayer meeting, quote-unquote, we'd get two people or five people out of a church of like 100 plus. But if we meet in homes as missional communities, those become prayer meetings every single week. So now there's like 80 of us in prayer meetings every week. That, to me, has served to advance the gospel and to invest us more in praying and sharing and seeking the Father together. That's good, and that's one of the things we want to passionately hang on to as we come back. How can we come back different? Well, let's preserve and prioritize our prayer. All right, verse 43 says, And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together. And all who believed were together. Believers came together and they had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing to all, the proceeds to all, as any had need. That's like the definition of what our church has done. Christ's church at large, but specifically the New Hope Church. You know, who needs food? Who hasn't, you know, who lost their job? Who needs help? Who needs money? Who needs clothing? What foster kids need something? We just distributed our funds and our resources to wherever God has given us an open door. Okay, we can help. Let's help. Let's pray. What does it look like to help here? How best can we help? Those things have happened. So again, we're looking like the early church. Um, And it says, verse 46, and day by day, attending the temple together. So regular temple gatherings for worship and scripture reading, you know, kind of chapel services are equivalent. Um, And breaking bread in their homes, so sharing meals in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So they prioritized both the home and meals as well as the temple and corporate worship. And they increased in favor, uh, praising God and having favor with all the people. So if we just huddle and we kind of go back to a more traditional model and we just come to church and we have our ministries here and here, like we're not going to really be experiencing the favor of all the people because we're not going to be around people. We're going to be around ourselves. But praising God, there's such a beautiful joy. Hasn't it been great on some of these Sundays that maybe you've been a chance, had a chance to be a part of, you know, especially Easter, or just like you feel the energy of coming together to praise God. That's a beautiful and wonderful thing. And since this new year, 2021, we've been doing that on the first and third Sundays of each month. And so we've had that opportunity to be together and to praise God. We've had opportunities to be out in the community. I just heard another story today from someone who said, you know, we were over helping this person in this way, but then outside on the steps, someone showed up and started a conversation. Three or four people from our group sat out there and prayed with this person, and that person recommitted their life to Christ, and they've got a, a rough background, but that four unlikely grouping of people, those four folks, were the perfect folks to sit and to pray with this man and help him lead closer to God. But that conversation never would have happened if we were all just right here. We'd never bump into those. But Jesus walked along the roads, but he also went into the temple courts. They did both. And so the question for us, we're going to come back different. What does different look like? And so in my mind, some of the the coronavirus things, like are we going to wear masks forever or are we going to stay socially distanced forever? Uh, are, um, Are we going to keep doing Zoom live streaming? All those sorts of things have helped us get through this time. But a lot of those are going to slowly phase out. 
as people get vaccines, as hopefully the virus gets more and more under control. It's not quite there yet, but it is going that direction. Uh, and so what will that look like? But also it's a conversation, bigger picture, what are the changes missionally that God is doing in our midst? And how can we come back different so that God can send us into a future together? So let me throw a couple of things up there. You know, new hope and a new season. This really is something you are trying to come back different. So if we were just to start with some of the logistical things, RSVP. <clears throat> We've been signing up for services so that we can make sure that we have enough people and enough seats and that we can put people separate. And, and as part of that form each week, um, Michaela has been asking, thank you, Mickey, for tracking that for us. That's a lot of work to do for each of our services. But she's been tracking and asking the question, are you comfortable sitting with anyone in particular or not? And as the weeks have gone on and as people have gotten vaccines and as we're all kind of stretching our legs more and more, the number of people that said, I'll sit with anyone, 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 anyone on all these forms is popping up more and more. So we're seeing that all of us are getting more comfortable, not just sitting with our own family unit, but sitting uh, wherever we can either be distanced or with people that we're spending time with outside of corporate services anyway. Uh, and as of this past week, in adding just one more chair in the end of a couple of rows, we now have 95 seats in the sanctuary and our full church population, I think is 99 or 100. It's kind of like 75 adults, 25 kids. So our church of 100 can fit without the need for reservations. And that's a process of you know, adding chairs, it's a process of seeing who's coming, it's a process of seeing how the reservations are working. But if we're looking at when this is going to go away, uh, this is gonna happen in May. In May, that's going to stop. So we actually only have one more service here in April. We're doing the RSVPs for that for this Sunday. But then uh, come the following first Sunday in May, we're not going to need to do reservations anymore. And so that's a blessing. That's one of these things that we've been forced to do to kind of organize and be safe about due to the number of seats and due to the social distancing that we have in our seats. <clears throat> Uh, we're able to stop doing that and not worry that we're going to have to turn people away and not worry that we have enough seats. Uh, so if you'd like to reserve a row, just get here early on a Sunday morning and sit in one. But uh, that's how our <laughs> reservations are going to happen move forward. But this also speaks to seats, you know, six feet apart. We're just going to continue that moving forward. You know, that's just going to stay. Uh, we don't need to scrunch our seats together to make more seating. We fit in the church as it is with the rows seated. And you know that um, policy, I guess, or thought that if you're not able to socially distance, then wear a mask. Well, as we eventually get to the place where masks are optional here, those can wear them who want and those who don't wouldn't be asked to. When we get to that point, the seats still remaining distanced uh, allows us to feel like we're doing uh, a good job staying safe, but also allowing flexibility. And so that does bring us to masks. And I think that's a summer thing for us. Some, probably by summer, they'll be optional. And I'm going to put a smiley face next to that one because um, I'm looking forward to that personally. I get a chance to have a mask off here because I'm on stage and uh, leading and preaching and singing those sorts of things. But uh, I know everyone in the congregation has not had a chance to do that. But to see smiling faces and to be able to breathe freely and sing freely and all those sorts of things is something I am looking forward to 
uh, for all of us, and hopefully you are as well. But it seems by the summer, probably most, if not all of us, will have had a chance to be vaccinated. Many of us in the congregation already are, which is exciting. And uh, we'll just see how the government handles that and how our state handles that, what expectations they have. But we're moving in that direction. It appears like sometime this summer will just be optional. If you'd like to continue wearing them, God bless you. And if not, then that's fine. Um, you would be free to choose otherwise. And maybe the last one that we could put up here uh, be Zoom. And I'm just going to put a question mark there. Uh, I'm willing to continue doing this for as long as we need it. So it's really up to you and your health and your home restrictions and your vaccinations and those sorts of things as to how long we need this. We'll do it as long as we need it. We've got the equipment set up. Uh, Devin and Kaylee have been huge in helping us figure out how to do it and then running it each and every chapel service. But the technology's there, and so we'll keep it going as long as there are those of us who want to participate but can't come in person. Hopefully, eventually, that'll end, and we'll all be back together in person. Um, but we're not in a rush in that regard. It's here. Uh, we'll just continue it going. So that will phase out as our participation gets back to uh, and when it gets back to 100%. So those are some of the, the COVID-related <clears throat> Things. But the, the big sort of question then is chapel and homes. And I'm putting an and in there because the book of Acts puts an and in there. And so if we would say before, you know, who were we before? We'd say we're probably mostly chapel based. It's actually interesting during this last year. So, you know, pre-2020, pre-COVID, we were chapel-based. But it was really hard for people to somehow make those connections and be in each other's homes. And when we were forced to during this last year, so 2020, beginning of 2021, we're like only in homes. We kind of like went from one to the other in a very drastic shift. It was interesting to me how many times I would meet with someone or be going somewhere to someone's house and two people who know, have known each other at New Hope for a long, long time, I'd be going with one to the other's house for a service project or for missional worship. And this person would ask me, where do they live? And I'd realize, oh, this person's never been to this person's home. Like, but they've known each other for you know, a decade or something or five or ten, whatever the numbers are, a long, long time, years. How come they haven't been in each other's homes? Well, why? That's, that's what friends do. That's what family does. We, we, we bond together. And this is the restriction and the, the limitation that focusing so much on chapel gives that sometimes we don't actually become intertwined in each other's lives. We don't have koinonia. We become members of the same Christian club. And that to me is something that I'm not wanting to go like from one to the other and then back to one. It's one to the other and then it's and. And I'm going to put a great big heart over this because and, and, both. If there's anything that God's made clear to me over this last year is that people sitting in homes together is spiritual discipleship and is individual growth, it's relationship in a way that chapel can't get. But it's also brought to light what a craving for coming back to chapel worship after we've been in primarily just homes. How beautiful to come into the chapel and be able to sing together. But is singing together like the epitome of our Christian faith? No, 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 no. It's a piece. It's just a piece. 
What about accountability? You don't really get that. It's easy to come on a Sunday in a chapel service and be like, oh, everything's fine. It was good to be here. But, you know, what about your finances? And what about those little nagging uh, sin issues that are not getting dealt with? Like, you need accountability. I need accountability. Who are the people that are going to pull you aside and be like, hey, smarten up here. Or, hey, you can do this. Or, hey, I'm here for you. That's not a chapelish sort of thing. That's a home sort of thing. And I've seen that over this last year, and it's beautiful. And And so coming back, we're coming back different. We're not coming back to just four weeks of chapel services. We're going to continue on this year with the same pattern. So this is first and third. And this is second and fourth. And then on some months, I guess we can put a parenthesis, there'll be a fifth Sunday. Missional community, home worship, chapel worship, and then all of the like mission that comes out of that. This is what this new season looks like. These things are going to fade away, but this is going to grow. Missional church, outreach to the community is going to grow. I don't want us to come back and just start doing a bunch of chapel ministries again so that all of us can be invested in helping something happen here. No, I want to see more and more missions happen, not just ministries, missions. So in your missional community, say, who are the people that we have? Okay, how can we grow in our faith? Who are the people that we know? How can we serve them? Because that's what Jesus did. He came to serve. The Son of Man came to serve and give his life. We're meant to serve. And, and sometimes the chapel, and not always, but sometimes it can be self-serving. And that's not wrong because we need to serve ourselves in a way, right? Galatians 5 says, do good as you have opportunity to all people, especially the household of faith, right? The the Acts 2.42 passage there, they met daily in the temple courts. Well, trust me, if I could get all of you into this building every single day for an evening of two or three hours of worship, I would do it. And in addition to that, if you'd also be in each other's homes having dinner, you know, a couple of times a week and on the weekends going out, I would take that in a heartbeat. I would love that. It ain't going to happen. It's not our time. It's not our culture. It's not our investment. It's not our commitment level. It's almost not the world we live in for better or for worse. And instead of just going back and saying, well, we need to be encouraging each other and then hoping that we in our days are just living for Christ and growing and finding relationship and pursuing things when we're committing our time to help support chapel ministries and our, our services here, I know that won't happen. And I'm not discouraged by that. I consider it a function of the culture that we live in. If we went to a foreign country, we'd have to say, okay, as missionaries, how do we work in the culture that's there? This is a culture we have here, and we have to split these up and do them both. Love God and love your neighbor. Two commands. Love God and love your neighbor. And we do love God as we love each other and love our neighbor. And loving neighbor is loving God. So they're not separate. You know, one heart, one thing, but both. So you're going to see over this next few months some of these things phasing out, and we'll try to communicate as frequently, as clearly as we can. What does it look like for these COVID restrictions to be put away with? Uh, They'll be great. Increasing freedom over the course of the year, Lord willing. Only he knows the future, but these are our tentative plans. You probably heard from school systems and jobs and your hobbies and all these things, like what are they doing to like start phasing out? Well, this is kind of the equivalent for new hope. How are we phasing out some of these things? But this, I hope it grows and it grows and that our heart for God and for our neighbor grows and grows and that we fall in love with God more and more and fall in love with our neighbor and serving more and more and that we find rest in this love and that we find rest in our friendships instead of feeling like, oh, I've got to go do this thing. It's like, oh, I get to be with my people. 
And instead of feeling like, oh, there's an outreach, I gotta make sure I'm there. It's the third Saturday of the month, or it's the, you know, it's the time we're doing this raking thing or whatever. No, like, how awesome. We have an opportunity to serve someone and show them how much God loves them, maybe through raking or through painting or doing a home repair or through collecting goods for them or collecting money for a need. What a joy. Let's let it be love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. The greatest commandment. Jesus was asked, what is it? Is it one through 10? Pick the commandments. He's like, no, it's love. Show it, do it. And I think that if we go back to pre-2020 and focus on this, it's at the expense of some beautiful, valuable fruit and things that have been growing over the last year. But this last year has been limited. It's been only this. And there's been a lot of this that we've been missing. A lot of the corporate rejuvenation and encouragement, a lot of the connection, a lot of the accountability that comes from being part of something bigger. We need that. So let's not go backwards and let's not stay where we've been. Uh, Let's move forward. Let's come back different. This is a little snapshot into what it's going to look like for this upcoming year to come back different. And I pray that God would give you as much excitement as I have about what this could look like and how this will grow. So God bless you, New Hope as we head into a new season.